Welcome back to the Purple Chairs in the middle of Dublin City and today we have a familiar face but a great face to have with us. It's Mr. Dave Humphreys. Yeah, thanks for having Again, me. Huh? Yeah. Just back in the door literally from Auto Shanghai 2023 and Dave has the inside scoop of what's going on and coming to us. So Dave, yeah. To get on. Yeah, fascinating Mind show. Blow. Yeah, uh, it's just we we kind of thought that motor shows were dead in in Europe but Absolutely not the case over in mm. Shanghai and in China. Obviously, you know, world's biggest EV market, and naturally EVs were front and center there. But it's kind of difficult to get your head around when you're only looking at the European car market mm. of just how big. big, how enormous, how diverse it is in China, and really also how quickly they are changing how quickly they're moving forward with EVs and with, with battery technology, with you know different brands we've never heard of, but brands that we're gonna start hearing about because mm. they have their eyes set on Europe and a number of brands are now going to look to come into Europe. I think they're gonna shake things up. But is, so you're saying about motor shows, I remember, I was in Frankfurt in 19, I can't remember, but Ferrari didn't go that year. And like that, that was the start. It was kind of pre, was it pre-COVID or kind of? Would have been pre-COVID, yeah. Kind of, saying, kind of COVID why? stopped with the Geneva Motor Show in 2020 and that, that was kind of canceled literally a couple of days before yeah. when the whole pandemic yes, was yes, starting. Yeah. So but yeah, motor shows had started to wind down because they'd all gotten a bit too big, a bit too expensive yeah. to attend. And I think a lot of the, the legacy brands, the European brands were looking at it and going, wow, we're not getting great value for money here, yeah. but then but we didn't have China, them for a few why years. Did, why did they see it as a big thing? It, it is, it's just such a big car market. But yeah. what's interesting about being at Auto Shanghai was that the European brands, the, the BMWs, the, the Porsches, they didn't have the biggest stands there. They were kind of a lot more modest because although they do big numbers there, it's totally eclipsed by yeah. what the what the local brands, if you want to call them, are doing. And you know, you've got huge operations there now from these brands. You've got you know BYD, you've got Neo, you've got so many different big conglomerate groups there that have brands that you've never heard of here, and some brands that you'll never hear of. But yeah. they are rolling out models to beat the band over there because the market there is so hungry for new product, for new things, for new brands, new designs. Mm. So they have to keep track with all that as well. So the, you know, because I have this vision in, in five or 10 years time when you'd be looking out the window and you just won't know who's making what. And they'll all do the same pretty much. So, yeah, I, so I the think snobbery that's, thing will, 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 will go down. Absolutely. The, a couple of years ago, four, five, six years ago, if you had, considered to European buyers, oh, it's the new car brand from China. They would have turned their nose up at it. Yeah, completely. But I think now with the shift towards electrification and everything that's happening there, people are realizing now, to a certain extent, an electric car is an electric car is an electric car. They all have this kind of <coughs> platform, this kind of skateboard style design, and then your body goes on top. And I think also there's less of a kind of snobbery around uh, anything that's made in China now. Yeah. Your, your iPhone is made in China. Everything. Your TV probably is, your computer. And, you know, the cars are no different. Now, when I started covering the China market a number of years ago, what they are producing was definitely nowhere near the sort of mm. 
I wouldn't say standards, but the expectations of European buyers. But that has rapidly changed because the Chinese car brands iterate so much more quickly than the European yeah. brands do. And they realize, yeah, we'll make mistakes, but we'll rectify them and we'll, we'll move forward. And they do it far, far quicker than the sort of legacy brands that we know of here in Europe. And I think that's why they're getting so much more success now, because they're moving so much more quickly and they're not scared to make mistakes. And they'll, yeah, you know, they'll just, if a model isn't working, they'll just, they'll, they'll kill it and move on to something better. So what, did, remember you were saying about the R&D centre, which was built in a year and a half. Which yeah, is, I mean, uh, like to, to get an, ex, an idea of how they operate. Because it's mind-blowing scale though, isn't it? It it's, is, yeah, can't, yeah. There's no point in trying Even, to get ahead of it. I mean, to give you an idea of just how big the, the car market is in China, when I, one of the last times I was there, um, I was there with Volkswagen, and, and Volkswagen have long been the number one brand in China. They've actually just been eclipsed by BYD. But at the time, I was trying to compare it, you know, to Ireland to China, that kind of thing. Now, Ireland admittedly is a small car market, but every, v every Volkswagen vehicle sold in Ireland in 12 months. In China, they sold in 40 hours. <laughs> to give you an idea of just how big that market is it's enormous you know so you have multiple brands selling millions of units per year there and um, so it's just kind of hard to get your head around but you got to remember this is a country with one point you know more than a billion people in yeah. it so it is just phenomenal shanghai has 20 just shanghai alone has 24 million people in it beijing is 20 million people just two cities yeah it's insane you know and there's dozens of other cities that to have that kind of thing. But one of those cities was a small kind of what they call a tier three city, Bowding, 10 million people. I went to one to, to Great Wall Motors have a hydrogen R&D center and production site there. Hydrogen. And 1.2 million square meters. They built it in 14 months from a greenfield site to fully operational up and running 14 months. And that gives you a kind of an idea of how quickly they're yeah. moving with these things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. When they make a decision, it happens, and it's and it all moves very, very quickly from that moment. Yeah, so it's not, you know, red tape and months of yeah. Listen, we can't use that place. It's just yeah. done, and that's it. Just, it. it just happens, and, and that's they're, it. They're and also, you know, when they want to create a new model, they'll create a new model, and it happens. You know, a European brand might spend, you know, eight years from concept to developing the car to doing it. These guys are doing it in eighteen months. So, why is Europe so attractive to them? Because if they have massive scale themselves. Because they see room for expansion. Okay. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of the brands that in China are kind of reaching saturation point. They're kind of reaching their, okay, this is pretty much all we're going to be able to sell. Yeah, yeah. But they don't want to just settle at that. They just want to keep keep going, keep expanding. And obviously, with Europe moving so much towards full electrification now. They the see that, you know, they have the expertise when it comes to battery technology. They are really, really advanced with this. It's not just, you know, don't think that Chinese brands are just cheap electric cars. Mm. Like they're developing much more advanced battery technology, much more advanced you know, electric motors. So it's not just that they're cheaper. They are actually cheaper and in some cases a lot better.
And the main, the main uh, European brands are using their battery technology anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like a lot of, there is a lot of collaboration with these companies already. Mm. So it's, it's not, no, it's, you know, it's nothing new. Perhaps it is to the public, but you know, within the industry, it's something that's been going on for a long time. And they, you know, they have the models. They have the desire to grow, and they're going in. You know, if okay, they're not going to suddenly come to Europe and just obliterate everybody, but they're going to eat They'll a lot of in. people's lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, so, in all the show, then what? So BYD are obviously just landed here now. Yeah. So BYD Build Your Dreams. They've just launched in Ireland. Um, they're doing a partnership with MDL here, who were the distributors for Mercedes-Benz in Ireland. And you know, MDL, that gives you a bit of an idea of how this is going, because yeah. like, MDL have been around since the 50s. They're an extremely experienced yeah. and, you know, company when it comes to doing this kind of thing. You know, they brought so many brands to Ireland, Volkswagen, Mazda, all this kind of stuff. So you know, they know what they're at. For those guys to take on BYD shows how seriously how serious they and how long it. of a game it is, and Absolutely. all the stuff coming through. Absolutely, but they even you know when I spoke to Kieran Allen, his head of sales there, you know he was sort of explaining to me that like yeah they started this two years ago, the mm. initial discussions, but really it ramped up in you know within four yeah. weeks was when it was really all pen to paper and done. And they've got cars coming here. They've got probably got a couple of hundred cars on the ground here. No. They've already got three dealers. They're going to expand that again. You know, this you know, these guys are doing a property, hmm. and you know they're going to have three models. They're going to have the Addo Three, the Seal, the Dolphin. They've got more models coming as well. The Seagull, which is a small budget uh, EV, like a city car. And I realise you know these kind of names they sound a bit silly. Yeah, what's well, so it's this David Attenborough the, stuff? Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, th this is the thing. Like. The, you know, in China they have a different naming strategy, different way of doing things. You know, you've got other brands like Aura that have this car like yeah. called the Funky Cat. But is that just to get attention and then they change them? It, it's it's how they do it in China, okay. and over in China it's different. But in Europe, you know, like we have names for certain things, but we're also moving more towards just having this kind of nomenclature that's based on numbers and yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's you can end up how do you strike a balance do you have do you call your car a funky cat because it gets attention it gets people talking about it. it's very easy to remember or do you just give it a name that's letters and numbers and it sounds like a fax machine yeah. you know it's a bit it's a bit like that it's hard to do admittedly they when i was talking to them byd said well maybe seagull we might change that name given the the seagull population in dublin it might not go down that well because they're kind of seen as pests here but but over, you know, in markets like China, they don't think about that. That's no. just not, it's, it's not produce, a... produce, 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 produce. Yeah, produce, it, produce. well, it's just, the name is kind of irrelevant. You know, it's, is, is the car, is it good? Does it look good? Is, does it meet what I need? And what, crucially, what is the price? But like that, that BYD coming in, which is what, Alto? Atto? Atto 3, yeah. So, so that's, that's a, going to be 37 grand-ish. Yeah, right? yeah. Starting, at, grand. starting at 37 at the moment. Obviously, the grants for all the electric vehicles are changing a little later in the yeah. year, so everything will go up a little bit. But, but yeah. which, I mean, which can only be comparable to an MG4 price-wise. Absolutely, which, yeah. And it's a serious car for that money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, oh, this is where the, the brand... Oh, you know, look what I'm driving. That fades away as you're thinking. Well, it's thirty nine grand for a series car. Yeah, I, I think, I think buyers in Ireland are still a little bit conservative, and they still get a little bit hung up on the brand and brand image and you know what's on the front of the car. But I think that has to that attitude needs to change because there's a lot of great cars coming here that 
are going to become or are, are going to come here that are from brands you've never heard of. Mm. Now the flip side is if it's a brand you've never heard of, it means there's no legacy. You know, you gotta remember twenty years ago Skoda was the car that you made a joke about, yeah. you know? And now it's one of the most desirable brands around in, in the mainstream. Mm. So you know, that that will change. And I think I think with electrification people look at well, does it, you know, does it have things like, does it have the range I need? Is it in the yeah. price I need? Do I like the look of it? The badge is kind of secondary to that, yeah. you know? And okay, it's funny, like you look at the Addo 3 and on the back of the BID, it does say build your dreams, like the badging is on the back. And people said to me, you know, when I, when I put it on Twitter and stuff, I was showing it to people and, and people thought, oh, I like the car, but I don't like to build your, I don't like the fact that it says build your dreams on the back. Mm. It's like, but you can just take that badge off. Like, yeah. don't let that yeah, deter you, you know? And I imagine probably maybe a lot of people will do it, but uh, you know, I, I spent, I spent a week over in China around the show. Nobody does it over there. It's, mm. it's not, it's not a thing. Over it's there. not they, a thing. They just, it's, you know, they just don't get caught up with that kind of thing. People go critically straight into being critical about something before they start going, actually, it's all right. This all right. Yeah, and, and look, you've got to drive these things. You've got to go and experience them because I genuinely think people will maybe be surprised, surprised by yeah. it, you know? And, yeah. and look, they're not perfect. And there are certain things that, you know, in China, the priorities are different. You know, what people want yeah. from a car is different. Yeah. They want... You know, it's function. They want features inside the car. You know, they want like the infotainment system in from some brands is much stronger. You mm. know, the connectivity, all that kind of stuff, rather than maybe how it drives. But you know, there, there were some interesting things when I drove the the, the Allo three here in, in Ireland uh, at the start of start of this week. One of the first things you noticed was that they had it on good tires. They had they're all on Continental tires and. Whereas you drive some other stuff and they'll just have it on very cheap budget yeah. tires. Things like that. Make a difference. Makes a difference. But to me, it shows how seriously they're taking it. Yes. Because that is, that's a they're small little thing. But they realize, no, yeah. no, no, we need to do things right. And so, so it's you know, a having game. their cars on good tires. It's definitely long. And what helpful. else then excites you brand wise, new brands that we would never so try to? There's a lot. Well, there's a lot. The one thing when you, when you spend time looking at, everything they had at Auto Shanghai was just how, the, there are so many brands you've never heard of. They are all eyeing Europe. So Zeker, which is Zeker, a subsidiary yeah. of the GD Group, which obviously owns you know, Volvo, LEVC, Polestar, yeah. Lotus. Everything, really. They own, you know, they're a huge, huge player in the industry now. Zeker is one of their latest brands yeah. that they've created. And you've got to remember, these groups, these conglomerates, they will create a brand overnight. Mm. And suddenly it has two, three, four models. So they're going to come to Europe with the 001 and the Zeker X initially. They've already got a design center in Amsterdam and they will start to sell their cars here. There's a number of other brands we're already seeing in some markets in Europe. So you've got Neo, which is again, one of the big, big players yeah. in the Chinese market. They are coming into Europe. They will probably expand over the next 12 to 36 months in, into probably nearly every country in Europe. And um, they already have battery swapping stations in Norway. So one of NEO's USPs is that rather than charging the car, which you can do is you can drive into a battery swapping center. It's, a bit, like, it's, a, bit, it's a bit like, it, which is what actually Tesla originally, originally, originally wanted yeah. to do and they never really managed to get it off the ground. And what you do is you drive into effectively like a 
kind of like a car wash, as, as it were. You drive in, your car lifts up, it literally drops out the battery, slides it out, slides in the new battery, takes three minutes and you're fully charged again. So that's another way that it completely gets around the whole charging infrastructure yeah. thing. Now, admittedly, that means Sounds it requires great. huge investment yeah. because you're buying in, in a way, like when Tesla created the supercharging network, you've, you've got all this financial outlay to create this infrastructure for one brand. Yeah. It's not gonna suit everybody, but it's an option. Um, Hanchi is another brand, very premium, very luxury. They are... But was Hanchi the one, did they have a, a sports car? And then that, was that the one I was talking about earlier? Hanchi... They have this big they, massive they have, SUV as well. They have a big SUV that's a bit like a Rolls Royce Cullinan, big, huge, yeah. bold grille. They're in some of the uh, Scandinavian countries at the moment yeah, now. They're Hanchi. looking at expanding. GWM Aura, who I mentioned wow. already, um, they will have, they've got the Funky Cat, which is on sale here now. It's, it is a little bit expensive. It's mm. a little bit too expensive, really. Um, they're going to have another model, which is the Lightning Cat at the moment, is what it's called. Crossover. Um, but that's going to be like a saloon. It, oh. it is the car that everybody says looks like a mix between a Porsche Panamera and a Bentley. Um, but that will be the next model that they bring so here. So that'd be expensive, though, won't it? Yes, I mean, that could be 60, 70,000 yeah. euros. We don't have pricing for that yet. And they will also develop another car, which will be a midsize SUV, and that will be initially their three. Wow. Um, but within that GWM, Great Wall Motors, they're, they're probably the second biggest private company, non-state-owned enterprise in China. They also have a number of other brands. They've got Wei, which is, I think yeah. you've mentioned, so you've, you've seen it in, in Frankfurt, yeah. yeah so yeah. they have... A, a number of different models already. They have the Way Coffee and things like that, primarily SUV based. They've also got Habal, which is a, a, another SUV brand, a bit more utilitarian. They're in some markets like Italy at the moment. So they're kind of putting their toe in the water of a number of European brands. They're also got a, a bigger SUV brand called Tank, which has stuff like, would be more akin to a mixture of like a, a Toyota Land Cruiser, which is the Tank 500. They've got some smaller models that are like Jeep Wranglers. They're also looking at coming, again, this is all from the one group. They're also looking at coming to Europe, although they kind of have a struggle around the name Tank and the kind <laughs> of negative great. from, you know, from uh, it's not really a great thing to have an SUV brand that's called mm. Tank. So they may rebrand, but also that's not a big thing for them. They're perfectly happy to just go, yeah, we'll just come up with a different name and put a different badge on it. Yeah. And sell it there. So, but is it a case though that it'll be very few companies owning everything? It is going that way, absolutely. But we are, we already have this. You've got you know General Motors in the United States. You've got big groups. You know, you look at Volkswagen Group uh, and all of the brands that it has. You look at Stellantis, yeah. fifteen strong brands. Um, it's kind of the same in China. You've got, as I mentioned, you've got Geely, which is you know you've got. Volvo, Polestar, Lotus, LEVC, Zeker. Um, do they all look the same, the cars, They do, yeah, to a certain degree, because that's the economies of scale that these brands yeah. have. Mm. You look at, you know, Stellantis, for example, they have this, you know, they're a platform that underpins dozens of cars. Yeah. But also Volkswagen did it with MQB, you know, the, the Volkswagen Golf was the, say, a Cupra was the, you know, a dozen, you know yeah. dozens of it's cars. Just like different so dresses, really. that's how they do it. And with electrification, it is going that way. You do just have all of these different kind of um, different kind of things. You have different kind of brands where you've got 
effectively a skateboard. It's the same thing. Yeah. You want your, your two wheels, you want your battery, and that's it, you know? So. And what about in the really high-end luxury section, though? Yeah, the luxury stuff still is... Still waiting for Lucid. Yeah, I mean, look, Lucid are, are concentrating on the States. They're concentrating on a number of other different markets. Um, yeah, they will come to Europe. I don't know how quickly they'll come to Europe, but... Well, sorry, as in how quickly they'll start to roll out yeah. stuff. Right-hand drive market is not something that they're really... It's a priority it's for them at the moment. Yeah, 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 it's just too small. But, look, give it time, um, and they can come here. But I think, you know... Lucid is just one brand, and also it's 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 not part of anything else. You know, yeah. it's same with Rivian, same with all these other companies as well. So, yeah, you know, it won't always happen that quickly. Um, they weren't at that, were they? Rivian weren't there, no, no. Were Lucid? Uh, Lucid weren't there either, no. no. So, okay. you know, so, so look for a lot of brands. Look, there's a lot of Chinese brands want to come to Europe. It's much easier for them to come this way than. Yeah. to go into China. And already there are some other brands that are going to leave Chinese, the Chinese market because sure. they're just, they can't compete anymore. Skoda were there, they're slowly making their way to leave that market, but they're going to now move into Asia, into Vietnam, yeah. places like but that. But there's no singular, there's no Chinese company um, or, or brand coming over here just with one car, they're coming out here with a plethora of cars. Yeah, I think like, that, yeah, I mean, initially, just they'll, sense, come, they'll come at one, yeah, I mean, like, you know, as I mentioned, like, or here at the Funky Cat, but they will very quickly follow that up with multiple brands, yeah. or sorry, with multiple, multiple models. models yeah. Same, MG came here with the ZS, but then they had the HS, the MG4 as well now, yeah. uh, and they've got more, they've got, you know, MG have unveiled a Cyberster, which is a new Roadster that they're I gonna have, that. fully electric, a bit like a kind I of- I thought uh, that was a joke against No, no, that's, that's, they really are, that, that's it happening as well. Yeah, yeah, so again, you know, these are these are more and more brands coming, and I think, that's the big thing, really, wow. to take away from Auto Shanghai. It's just there's a lot happening. There's a lot more to come. And I think definitely need to watch this space. But so the, the motor show in China is still going to be a thing into the future? I think so, yeah. Auto, Auto, Auto Shanghai is it's a huge show. They'll have, they probably have a million people there over a couple of days. Um, but it's a, good, it's a great insight to see just what's coming down the line. Can you bring me over next time? Yeah, sure. Brilliant. All right, so that's great. Unbelievable information coming from Dave, as always. And thanks for being here, Dave. It's sure. always good to see you. Um, so hopefully he gave you a little bit of inside information about what's happening on the other side of the world. And until next time, subscribe and like. See you later.